What's shaking, Cartel? Uh, Davey back here again for another episode. Um, I have a special guest uh, named Chandler um, from Columbus, Georgia, I believe. Yeah. Um, and we connected a while back, and I decided to have her on the show because she was talking about, you know, traumas and, you know, early childhood traumas, things like that. And how you need to heal in order to get to a point where you can help to uh, better yourself. Um, if you don't heal those traumas, you know, there's you could get into a lot of trouble with uh, certain things in, in your life, like relationships and things like that. So, um, anyway, it was a really great conversation. Uh, we didn't even remember why we connected in the first place until near the end of the show, but and then uh, things got, you know, pretty pretty deep near the end. So, you know what to do: relax, you know, smoke a dupe, drink a couple beers, uh, do what you got to do, and relax and enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. You know who I am, but I have an awesome guest tonight, and her name is Chandler, otherwise known as Outlaw Honey or Honey Outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> or just and Chandler's mind. Yeah, Chandler. Yeah, so we connected on Instagram. I guess you were a listener of mine, and then you decided to contact me. I don't know how it went, but... I just we were having a little text back and forth conversation on Instagram, and it was I just from decided that King Bao. It was King Bao. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that guy. After he did the Jimmy Kimball challenge, he was he posted um, his podcast, his episode with you. Ah, okay, okay, that's cool. That's cool. You know. Yeah. I, I, you never know. Like, I never know like how people find me, but. I just get out there, put it out there, and that's, then see that's what happens. That's one route. Right? That is one way you can be found. Yeah, that's cool. That was a fun, <laughs> fun little interview. That was only about like he was in the studio uh, while we recorded that, and uh, but it was a fun one. You know, he gave me his time, and I was appreciative of it. And uh, yeah, and now here you are. What is the outcome of his challenge? Like, what's what's the what is he hoping? That, that I, I think is, it's just exposition. I mean, exposition. Cha- the word challenge just implies that there's going to be a victor or there's going to be some resolution, like some sort of like outcome. Right. I challenge you to a duel, you know? Yeah. Or a game of horse. But it's like. Is Jimmy Kimmel ever gonna come out and fucking say what? Yeah, oh yeah, you're. I'm, you know, doing. Oh God, I've been, I've been I so, doubt that. You yeah, know, I've been so ashamed. I'm, I guess it's this. It's time for me to say, yeah, I was totally hanging with Epstein, and you know, my chef was great at bringing me some young girls or boys. <sighs> yeah, you know, it's like nobody's ever gonna admit. You know, like people do evil every day. Right. So you think these people are going to admit what they're doing? Of course not. Well, I used to have confession syndrome. How do you mean? I um, <clears throat> over, overshare. Okay. B- being a little bit too honest, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, 
just a minute ago before this podcast occurred, shared with you all the details, quick, quick and dirty on my reunion and everything. Right. <laughs> I just yeah, to, to like somebody you've never spoken to and, and, and with voice before, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and no, I'm, already, I'm not Catholic, but I will, I will run to somebody and tell them exactly what I just did. I have no, no idea. Dude, I do the same <laughs> shit. I'm guilty of the same shit. It's like, like, I probably share a little bit too much about my personal life, even on this show. But even like my coworkers, right? It's like, sometimes I'll, I'll say something to them and I'll be like, why the fuck did I just share that with them? Oh, well, who cares? You know, exactly, exactly. I've learned to try to hold my cards closer to my chest. I don't need really yeah. to do that. Nobody really knows needs to know anything about your private life. No, not at but all. At the same time, you hear a story about somebody, and then you're like, "Well, who who are you talking about?" You know, it's like you always want to know the who, who did this and who did that, right? Well. I sometimes I they they said in the um yogic sciences that hearing gossip is like having someone vomit in your ear and spreading it is and participating in it is like you vomiting in other people's ears. I know, but it's such a hard thing to hold back on. <laughs> that gave me a good enough visual that then it, it created a little bit more of a, a barrier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a sens- no, a sensitivity I, 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 to it. Yeah. I was like, I don't want anyone vomiting in my ear. No, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Oh. okay, so Chandler, tell the my audience a little bit about yourself, what it is that you do if you want to. Yeah. And, well, uh, um, how you became spiritually aware. Spiritually I believe aware? I don't know if I'm there yet. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's cool. Um, I'm I, I'm on you, but, you know, that's okay. Um, no, that's very sweet of you. I just feel like that's a, I just, I, sometimes I feel like a kid, kindergartner still as far as like self-awareness and knowing things. But, um, I am actually, let's see, I live in Columbus, Georgia and I'm a interior designer by day, but also have a master's in social work, specializing in sexual trauma and, um, yoga teacher, but Kundalini yoga, which is all about your frequency frequency and building your nervous system and your capacity to handle this is a good one yeah the vicissitudes of life is what i say um and uh you know i guess i have heard reports from the cia that um people who are unbrainwashable are ones who uh have smoked a lot of weed so i have a weed past (laughs) past or present as well uh, I gave it up recently because I felt like I was really trying to up level and I feel like that was not helping me up level. It's fun to use it in celebration, but not for me, but not for like, I was starting to use it as a procrastination or sure. Yeah. An avoidance. Like, boredom or boredom like, I got was probably oh. the, the bigger, because I lived in Canada for seven years and I moved there knowing no one. And so nine months of winter, created a little bit of habit you were in um was it saskatchewan or alberta alberta i was in calgary for seven years <laughs> okay, worked, okay. worked for music festivals and oh that's I, cool yeah and i used to be a professional sailor i've had a really fun life so um i don't know so but what when i was in canada 
I ran into, I was just ended up having these wonderful friends who, um, I don't know. They just got me thinking. And I remember the first thing, one of the first things they said was, uh, I think my television was on and Beyonce was on or something stupid. And they were like, you know, she's the, she's the queen of the Illuminati. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you mean like Dan Brown's Illuminati, like from, from the Da Vinci code. And, um, yeah. And so, and, and every time she would say something that I think most people would think was preposterous, I would like be like, tell me more, tell me more. You got it. You got very inquisitive. Yeah. And I was like, how can what that woman is singing and her shaking her butt be like twisting my head? Like, and maybe it's because I was kind of impervious to it. Maybe it wasn't twisting my head. So it's hard for me to fathom how it was working. But then the more and more I learned about, programming and the machinations of what was behind it i could see kind of what it was doing so this was the the beginning of your journey of uh sliding down rabbit holes and trying to scurry it was the beginning but it wasn't the beginning of me knowing that (laughs) shit was not as it appears that 9-11 did that to me right I technically didn't have a 9-11. I was flying. I flew out of LA on the 10th and landed in the 12th in Darwin, Australia. How old were you uh, when 9-11 happened? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I was 22. I think I was in my 20s. But because I didn't have that day, I didn't experience it. I didn't have all that, that, that program trauma of them running the planes into the building so much. Um, I... I was curious when I came home from traveling and stuff, you know, what this thing was like for so many people because people were still talking about it. It was still so traumatic because it was burned in their brain. And so I watched that Fahrenheit 9-11 by Michael Moore. And that just Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, this was a planned thing. Yeah. I mean, it's absolute. There's no doubt in my mind that it was planned. I mean, there's so many rabbit holes you could go down and be like, Oh, so this happened and that happened. And that happened. The guy made the fucking buildings, made it a giant tax grab. So that's one rabbit hole to go down. And then you, you got these Jewish people that are saying it worked on camera, right? Yes. We, we, we but did they it, also but- had, didn't they rent out like two stories below the hit? Like, you know, there's all, there's something about the two, two weeks, someone renting it out. They worked for a company that was being paid by, or, or an, an under, what do you call it when a company's under a company, like an offshoot or a subsidiary of, um, one of Cheney's companies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Cheney's, Hal, yeah. Hal, Hal, Hal Burton or whatever. And it just was like, and then when the, the book that, or the, the, the words that the kids had to sound out while Bush is in the classroom were steel, plain, must hit. Right. What the fuck? And then you see Bush himself, like, kind of like, almost like meditating and praying, saying, like, probably saying to himself, please let this work. Please let this work. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, like, if you don't, there's like we, we we you and I said earlier when on the video chat before this, like there's so much oblivion, obl- oblivion. 
There is so much total oblivion. Like this, people are completely oblivious as to what the fuck is going on. And then, well, so uh, when co- when COVID came into the mix, my coworkers were even like they're younger than me. They're like in their early early middles, late twenties, and they're like, "Dude, this shit. There's something. There's something uh, not right about this. This is bullshit." And we got it right away. And like all of us, all my coworkers, well, like three of us in particular never got any jabs or anything because we knew it was fucking bullshit just based on our fucking intuition. Yes. I was in that boat. I was in that boat. I knew that when mandating masks was just teeing us up for a mandation, a man, a mandated vaccine, a mandation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just, I, and when, you know, before there was that whole misinformation tag beneath a social post, I, um, I worked for a botanical garden and I was like, you know, wouldn't it be cool to empower people, uh, what the powers of olive oregano and elderberry and vitamin C and which, which plants have a high content of it and direct them on how to build their immune system. And so I started doing some research on SARS coronavirus one, and I found this great article from PubMed, which I think, I believe PubMed is a nationally funded research arm of the U.S. government. Like, I think that's what it is. It's national funding. I don't think it's a private deal. But point being is that they put out that the cases of SARS that they, um, you know, were treating were successful in placating the, the virus with zinc quercetin. Quercetin is a um, sort of a natural form of hydroxychloroquine and hydroxychloroquine as well. So it was those three things that the study was focused on. And it was talking about the efficacy of it. And I put that out there as a way to tell people, hey, you know, you don't have to freak out. This is this will help you. And it right. got deleted off of Facebook. Yeah. I was like, what? This doesn't make sense. It's from PubMed. I didn't, I'm not pulling this out of my, you know. Rectum Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I would just, at at that point, I was like, "Mm, nope. And luckily I didn't work for a company that made me put a mask on. I didn't have to make a choice to lose my job. I would have had I that happened to me but I'm fairly resilient in finding other employment but there's so many people who aren't and that is such an abusive space to put people in it totally is I mean like I had to wear a mask at work and everything like my co-workers and I were like fuck this bullshit right and then it really got to me when he, one of my managers came up to me outside and was like 40 degrees celsius which is like 110 or something and yeah it's fucking hot and he's Uh like put your mask on i'm like "Mm, i'm not wearing a mask out in this heat he's like well it's company policy so uh you gotta do or you gotta do it or you go home i'm like okay uh okay that's cool and then took my let's take my gloves off he's like what are you doing i'm like i'm going home i'm going home because i'm not wearing this fucking mask and then he follows me and then they got me to work like inside right where I could wear a mask inside while I mean, doing other things. And it was like, okay, I guess I'll fucking bow down to this part, right? But yeah, it sucks, dude. It's like you're you're like taking away my fucking freedom here, man. Like just because I work for you. Well, yeah, you're determined you you've 
yeah, you're determining what's healthy for others. It's like you, you have no, you know, no help, no sovereignty in making yeah, that, the, assessing the risk. Com- the corporation is making health decisions. For yeah, them. they are assessing like, risk on your behalf, and it, you're you're supposed to say yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're supposed to actually say thank you for looking out for me. I needed a nanny. I needed a mama and a papa. Yeah, you're supposed to bow down and and be like, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, please, may I have another? And meanwhile, I'm like, no, this is fucking bullshit. But I think this abusive, it, this abuse is, is is very subtle, and then it builds and it builds and it builds, and you end up in this Stockholm syndrome, and it just. I don't know. Just I think it hold it ends up holding you in a space that is very dangerous for your. Uh, own. This is where we're at now in the state of the world. The whole world is under Stockholm syndrome. Exactly. And who do you who do you who do you have to blame for this? Ultimately, you could look at the bankers. I don't you know. You could look at. Look at the the world elite, the the rich. You could look at the celebrities. You could look at Freemasonry. You could look at uh, leaders of countries, kings, queens, very as very limited as they are. But who ultimately is to blame for all this shit? I don't think it. it maybe it's a what? Yeah, like a like a, a metaphysical entity. Like Satan, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Yeah, (laughs) because you like Sam Tripoli said many times. Like, if you know the name, if you think you know the name of who's running everything, then it's probably not them. No, Uh, they're like they're probably minions. I don't know. I don't. It's 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 so nuanced to just feel like. I was watching Katy Perry talk the other day and she basically was saying I wanted to be a pop star like Amy Grant who's like a Christian singer and she goes but it wasn't going to work out for me so I sold my soul (laughs) and um, of course people think of that as like a hypothetical uh, you know just not hypothetical but uh, but, um, colloquialism you know like like, like, like a, a compromise or whatever. So maybe her compromise was going towards pop, or maybe it was really a, a true selling out. It's like spirit cooking is just art, right? Spirit cooking is not art. Yes. Well, that's what they say it is. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, how I'm not how obnoxious that is. That's insane. It's fucking crazy. It's not. And, you know, and watching Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix is not just a a historical account of a serial killer it is a glorification and a programming i think to almost tap into that energy it is disgusting and i think when 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 people are traumatized they can't differentiate and that was our first Mm -hmm. conversation was about trauma right which is what i think this covid yeah i think that's what this covid uh, fuck, you know, whatever this thing was, this it was a collective trauma. Mm-hmm. So, I think unless you're willing to go deep and try to heal your own traumas, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, 
unless you can take the time to go within and heal on a deep spiritual level, how will you know your authentic self? Right. That's right. That's so true. And if you don't know your authentic self, how do you know if someone's not turning your head? Right. So healing your trauma is an opportunity to, so to, to, to know when people are manipulating you. Of course. And then once you start to heal, once you go on that journey, once you start that journey of self uh, healing of, you know, being aware of what it is that you should and shouldn't be doing. That's when you're that. This is what I believe the Holy spirit is biblically. I was just about that. I was thinking that before you said it, I was thinking, I think because, a, key, a key to healing trauma is con- reconnecting to your divinity, experiencing yes. the Jesus within the Christos energy. Christ exactly. And once you start self healing, you know, you may slip up again, you may sin again. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't consider myself a Christian, but I, I do look at, at these ideologies as what we should be doing. Which well, is it, a lot some of sort of weird road, do. <laughs> yeah. Right. So in, in a sense, I believe that the new age movement is kind of cool, but at the same time, I think it's very cultish because, you know, like I've heard uh, my, my fellow podcasting community talk about this, like dangerous world, master debaters. They're saying like, once you, when, when you experience like a, a spiritual person who's trying to push spirituality and then you like question them on their things. They, you see the demon come out and say, how dare you quite? It's like this self-righteous fucking bullshit that comes out when you, when you're not balancing, you're trying to go too much towards the light, but you're not humble enough to, you know, answer a question when it comes to you, you know? Well, I think it's called spiritual materialism. Oh, yeah. Well, they try to make money off this shit and everything, you know? It's well, crazy. also the hierarchy. Like, I've got more white robes than you do, more malas, more this. More. Right. I've been to more yoga retreats or I've done more ayahuasca journeys or, you know, we impart our, you know, competitive hierarchical, you know, paradigm. Sure. And I think one of the dangers of that is... Uh, newly spiritual awakened people would look at somebody who's super spiritual and be like, I'm not going to make it to heaven because I'm not doing what he's doing. You know, it's like, dude, follow your own fucking path and you'll find it. You don't have to like look at these gurus and shit, man. You know? Yeah. You don't have to. The funny thing is when you're so lost that you, you do need to lean on the shoulders of others though. Like definitely. You know, we do need a little bit of guidance and, you know, outside of the spiritual world, quote unquote, we are all, we're trying to do that with, you know, if I share a meme or a news report on the COVID vaccine, sometimes I feel like I come across as too righteous to my family, to my friends. And that's why I've been blackballed by a couple of them. Yeah. That's, that's another problem. It's like these gurus in high places, so to speak, it's like, they're looked by other spiritual people as like a messiah. But then you got the people below them and their family that are thinking you're fucking crazy because you're studying this person or, you know, it's, it's really difficult to kind of 
balance things out. But what I know for sure is that I ain't no fucking saint. You know? No. And I like that part of myself. <laughs> Me too. That's what grounds you. It's like, I think that's what grounds you uh, between the, the light and the dark. It's like, you know, you're a piece of shit, but you also know that you're a really good person. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's being more self aware. So if you do, I don't know, do something that you think is off course, being aware that you're, you're going off course yeah that it's not that it's still kind of you're actively consciously choosing it because you know you know i would love to be one of these biohacker people who you know know how much exactly what they're eating and what how it's going to affect the body but i just i don't trust me i don't have the discipline for that me either (laughs) that's why i'm drinking beer right now (laughs) <laughs> I had a I had a hard kombucha. I did give up um that was good. It was so good. I did gave up pot and alcohol, all the things for like I think it was good three or four months. Like I said, I was trying to up level and I just imbibed this past weekend big time reconnecting to all my friends and I didn't it was it's okay. You know, I don't feel like I've backslid and I've been doing a lot of work with a um energy healer in Colorado that I've never met before but I was in like I mean she's so plugged into me I was in a meeting with an accountant and she texted me during the meeting and she was like I gotta talk to you about taxes and I was like what I'm in an accountant meeting and she's done several I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about death right now I don't want to talk about death <laughs> and taxes. but that that energy world is super powerful and I've struggled with a, a problem <laughs> for about seven years and I've been now working with a remote acupuncturist mm. and for the first time in seven years I have never felt better nice yes See, you're following that energetic path which I believe is what everything and everyone is made up of it, well it's the key I mean if you it's the about, force it's the it is the force if you think about um you know, we're made up of what, 71% water or something like that, 74% water. And it's all salt water. And salt water you need to help create electrolysis and the electric pulses of our heart. So we're basically, you know, we all know we're an energy field, but we respond to sound and frequency. Mm-hmm. So that's why if you put on a good song, you know, it uplifts you. Or if you see someone who's pretty positive, you're like, oh, my God, that person makes you always feel so good when you're around them. Your whole that is your subtle field that is having that interaction that you're feeling a sensation because all your little molecules and all this little water and it's it's responding. So negative people will attract negative people, but they want to also hang around with the positive people at the same time. It's like there's a push and pull, right? Well, sometimes they want to vampire that energy and suck it in. And sometimes they're looking for a lift themselves. You know, if they're, you know, and that's another Buddhist teaching is to be aware of your motivation behind things. Sure. Are you being motivated by money or are you being motivated by just attracting other positive people to be in your life and make relationships and friendships with them. Or are you making a choice out of fear? Like if you really get into your, like, why am I, why do I feel like I can't quit this job or why do I want to quit this job or why, 
why am I marrying this person or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've all been stuck in the trap either way. Like the push pull, the balancing act. It's like this. I think this whole plane of existence that we live in or realm or whatever it is, whether you want to go flat earth or globe or universe space, whatever it is, we are trapped in a balancing act. It's our job to learn how to fucking balance it. You know, you could go the way of money. What's that going to get you? You know, I don't. Well, what, what's it going to get you? Like it, it more vacations? It give me some more sure. vacations. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like it's not. It doesn't mean everything. I think yeah. to be to you got to find that balancing pinpoint where it's like, okay, I'm pretty fucking content no matter how bad it could go or how good it could go, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I kind of wonder if even being content is a little overrated. Like, I can be, like, be content with who I am. But I think to always seek, I think I might always seek a new adventure or experience, not from a hole in my heart, but from a curiosity. Sure. You know, um, but that, that that contentness is is a tricky one, you know to be fulfilled in your, in your heart and in your mind. But yet that does not mean I don't want to go to Mexico beach and ride bikes with my friend, Alice. Of course. (laughs) I don't know. Contentness is very, a very interesting thing, but here's my question for you. Is it no matter what we discover, by the way, I read another meme or something stupid today. I'm like, I mean, I mean, I always, I, I ask myself, where am I being brainwashed constantly? Because I don't think <laughs> my genome that I've, that I've, you know, created in Instagram is really the full picture either. But right. I saw this meme and it was Ghislaine Maxwell looked like she was photobombing Elon Musk at some Vanity Fair show and he's getting ridiculed for it. And I actually think he might be the Antichrist. I don't, I don't think he knew or didn't know but apparently the person taking the picture regaled the conversation as he remembered it or you know <clears throat> hearsay how he remembers it that they were talking about um uh like how to hack things and all this kind of stuff and then one of his little sidelines to him to her was well you know we're just living in the simulated world and i was like oh my gosh what if this really was just all fucking what if we're is all simulated like how do we even know like that's the thing about this rabbit hole you get so turned around in there you have to have a very strong constitution i think for sure to even go down this path Uh, to like you have to really be strong mentally because if you're not you you can go over either way to the complete darkness and this is again this is the balancing act right you got to look at the evil but you also got to know that there's good and there's hope right well this is so it's I like go i'm not to gonna be eve i'm not gonna go completely evil you know well, i've done is- some shitty things but i've also done a lot of good i'd rather do a lot more good than bad right well i don't think i've done anything like evil like what do you mean by evil like murdering somebody or no something i've never like murdered that. anybody like out of cold blood you know no i have i have not done that i don't intend to do that i will and say there's I feel bad other things on that that we're looking at like people having fucking 
people running the world are like sex trafficking fucking teenagers and children and old people as well. Well, the fact that nobody can get their mind around the 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 pedophile, the pedophilia really bums me out. Like that they always think that it's a creepy pervert driving a white van. Well, it might be him who stole the person, be- but he might be delivering it to the guy on the hill who's throwing a all motivated by fucking money. Yeah, who's throwing a huge soiree with you know the like I've like I said I dealt with the I've got a master's in social work dealing with sexual trauma and I've worked with these victims and and I've also sold million dollar boats to billionaires the type of billionaires who buy presidents yeah and they they don't care they don't it's a different it's a it's a totally different type of human being I think I think the people that are uniting right now like such as you and I and every other guest that I have on here is the fact that we all feel empathy for other people and this is why we want to get our messages out there and it's like well I'm wondering our end game is we're all talking about this and trying to figure it out but what can we actually do about it and what is that's it? the thing and what it's is, hard it's like for is, me i'm doing this little fucking podcast that's barely getting out there but i feel like i'm doing something greater than what i should be what i'm doing in daily life you know but what I, mean? I i do wonder what is what is the hopeful outcome like do we want the world economic forum to totally like collapse do we want you know, Hillary Clinton to be outed and frazzle drip to be real. Like, what is the, what is the end game? Like, I don't know how to stop what's happening, what's coming. I don't know either. I really don't know. Because, you know, I had this, this discussion, this small discussion the other day with a coworker. And uh, he, he said, this is a young kid. And he's fucking cool. I love this guy. And he said, dude, we, we should have had like flying cars by now, right? And I said, yeah. Well, well when we- I was a kid growing up, you know, I was watching movies and it's like, in the not too distant future. And then you see these flying cars and shit like Blade Runner or whatever. And it was like, it's like, people want that shit, right? But what do you got? To, what do you have to do to get that? You're going to have to fucking sell your soul if you want to get to that point in technology, right? Uh, well, I just, well, I mean, I just think it's been buried. I mean, you've heard of Tartaria, haven't you? Of course it's been buried. Yeah, Tartaria for sure. There's been previous empires that, you know, you remember the Nazis had blimps and shit? When was the last time you seen a blimp? I think it was when it caught on fire when it landed in Led Zeppelin. Yeah, when it landed in the U.S. after crossing the ocean. Right, but it's and like it was because what? static electricity when they put their lines down. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Or supposedly static electricity. I mean, I don't know, but um, oh my gosh, no, I just, I just, but I don't like. I, I, I'm like, I don't know how to think. I don't know how to get. I hear about China and them now being able to from body language and everything anticipate what you're going to do next and all that kind of stuff and it's getting close Thought to like crime. yeah it's, it's getting close to like minority report where you can sure. stop someone from doing a crime before they commit it fuck you, fuck you tom cruise fuck you tom cruise 
but dude, my- there's no way you still look the same as you did when I was a kid in Top Gun without fucking drinking baby's blood. I'm sorry. I don't know. I know. The adrenochrome thing is real. Did you ever see the video? Okay, here's my thing. If anybody's actually listened to this conversation, um, my God. Oh, they will. <laughs> but if you if you have any doubts about adrenochrome, um, you know, well, the molecule of it is shaped like a rabbit. It's got rabbit ears. And, you know, there's tons of illusions. If you look at John Podesta's art, Google John Podesta's art, you will see all these weird ass uh, people dressed up as rabbits, like playing Chester, Chester Bennington's dad, right? Yes, all sorts of weird stuff. You'll also see kids um, tied up in a swimming pool with these tiles behind them. They're like in an empty swimming pool, and it's a tiled swimming pool, and um, the the it's in the Biltmore House. You know all this already, though, right? Don't you? I do, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, what I was saying, the audience, they, not, though, so. But if a new Adrenochrome listener is out there and you want to look up Adrenochrome and what it is. And who takes it? Google Steve Tyler's um, pink video. Pink is my new drug. Because pink's the street term is supposedly for it. And Oh, shit. Have you ever watched that video? It's I did not know about that. No. Pink is, pink is my new drug is the lyrics of the video. I mean, lyrics of the song. And in the video, Steve Tyler is shrunken down like a 12-year-old girl wearing rabbit ears. Fuck's sakes. It is, it is the nastiest, nastiest video. And you know, you know about Macaulay Culkin and his podcast is called Bunny Years, right? Oh, no. That's, yeah. when, that's when the victim ends up being the perpetrator, it sounds like. Unless he's trying to expose it. I don't know. Do, I, I don't know. I haven't listened to it in a while. I listened to it when it first came out because I, I love that guy, right? But it's like, it's probably his little way of exposing it. Just by titling the podcast "Bunny Ears," I don't know. Well, going, you know, he sounds fucking. He sounds great, though. He sounds like he's on game, right? So, oh, good. Good That's a deep spell he had to break. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think it's eight hundred million. No, eight. Sorry, not eight. Eight million children go missing annually. I think it's. Oh yeah, I thought it was like eight hundred thousand. It's 800,000 in our country, but it's 8 million around the world. Okay. Which I can't believe that that's true. I think that it would be more even in our country. Probably. But, but um. But the stats are, the stats speak for themselves, but people are looking at them. Well, people are running around trying to mask their children, trying to vaccinate their children when they, yeah. put, when their child is at a greater risk of actually being trafficked. Sure. Or molested, or you know, I don't even know what the stats are on, you know, uh, molestation from an uncle, a babysitter, a dad, a priest, or whatever. Yeah. Or mom, you know. So. Uh, it happened to somebody that I know. I'm not going to say who or what. Please don't say who. But uh, he was eight years old. His female babysitter yep. had sex with him. Yeah, that happens. She was 14. Too? Yep. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this, this uh, hypersexualization of children right now and the, mm-hmm. whole, and the whole transgender thing. I mean, like my friend's daughter goes to school in Colorado, in Denver, Colorado, and she told me on the phone the other day that her child, when she introduces herself, has to declare her pronouns and she's 12. Right. Like to me, that's a form of sexual trauma because you're. Absolutely, it is. 
and you, we are creating a generation of traumatized people. And when you are traumatized, you do not know your own mind and you're much easier, easily, you can be much more easily brainwashed or controlled or manipulated yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But basically you will, you're a, you're a zombie. Yeah. You don't know who you are. You've been so scrambled. It's like someone shook your snow globe. And that's what all of this rape, diddling, all these kind of things that do to kids as well. But this is just another level of that. And it really pisses me off that it's being snuck in as a way to be more tolerant and accepting. But it's right. really destructive and mean and horribly abusive. And the fact that they can give hormone suppressing drugs or the, you know, to children is insane. To, to, to the children, children as young as six years old. Yeah. I don't How old do you have to be to get a tattoo? Right. Exactly. Have you been, <laughs> you've been listening to Matt Walsh too, haven't you? What was that? <laughs> what did you say? Matt Walsh. M- Matt Walsh? Who's that? Oh my God. He's a conservative. Uh, well, <clears throat> he's labeled as conservative um, social commentary podcaster. But he was on Joe Rogan. Uh, few days ago and I had to listen to it. I was like, I got to listen to this. And so he, he has a documentary called, um, what is a woman? It's called XX chromosome, baby. That's what it is. Is, is that what it's called? Well, that's what my, I got- no, 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 no. Yeah. I know. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what but, I call it. All right. No, no, no. So his documentary is called what is a woman? And he goes to like transgender people and he said, he asks that question and he doesn't like, debate them really about it but he just gets it out there like they can't really answer that fucking question nobody can justify what they're doing to themselves well there was a the first female um teen you america in Derry, new hampshire just one a man a male like some sort of 14 year old i don't know if there's 14 but he's Younger than 18, it was a teen contest. Just one for New Hampshire from Derry. Oh, the, the Asian dude, right? Yes. Or, yeah, I saw your posts. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's so messed up. <laughs> so, listen, I just alluded to the fact that I've been struggling for seven years. And I'm just to be, I'll be completely transparent. No one likes to talk about uterine issues, but it was a severe uterine problem and so every cycle once a month you get like utis huh you get utis all the time no 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 not that uterine oh okay no 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 but oh no no like female hormones so i so i feel like our food is and and everything is just so poison that um, of course it is that female endocrine system is so disrupted and everyone's hormones are so off that that women have these terrible terrible cycles um, that and it, and and they also have beta males because they've been fucking with our testosterone. Yeah, so there's an epidemic of low testosterone, an epidemic of um, of of women with insane disorders like endometriosis, PCOS, fibroids. Mine was something called adenomyosis. I think I pronounced it correctly, but basically my uterine tissue was growing in between or the endometrial tissue was growing in between the lining or the muscle around my uterus. It was like tearing muscle tissue, you know, but it did it for about two weeks and severe, severe bleeding. And when you bleed that much, you don't recover. Your, your energy is literally being depleted from you. Sure. Yep. 
Um, so is there a cause of this? Pardon? <clears throat> is there a cause of this, or is it like genetic, or? No, well, you know, well, personally, I think that it that it, that all the, the the source of all illness. This is very complex, but like you've got no, no, no. Stop. Let me stop you there. They will all when you look into like an illness, like a chronic illness or whatever. Yeah. It always fucking says no known cause, no known cure. Well, I don't. I believe that there there are causes and there are cures. I I. I fullheartedly believe that. Same here, I, but that's what they the science says. Well, that's right? how you can get addicted onto their drugs to, to exactly. just manage symptoms. Um, but I For don't sure. I don't want to manage symptoms. I've been told by three different doctors I needed a full hysterectomy. I was like, no, I'm dying with all my parts. But um the the fact that you can claim being female and not have to endure a cycle to me is a huge slap in the face. And I try to not be offended or when I'm offended, I go into that space and be like, okay, why is it that I'm being so triggered or offended? It's an opportunity for me to heal. But I do. Think which, which is what most people can't do. They just roll with the offense and well, be like, I'm offended. And the lip tires will be like, ah! they don't know what to do except scream. Well, I am having a hard time not feeling, I guess, offended or just sort of like irritated that you can claim something as yours that you've never experienced. It'd be like me spray painting myself black and be like, okay, I identify as a black female. Oh, and by the way, I'm 18. Right. I'm an 18 year old, beautiful black woman. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's, if I could really identify as something, I'd probably identify as a race car driver. Really? Yes. That's interesting. <laughs> That's what I would be. I love to drive fast. No, but this, but but, but claiming an, an, a, a sex that, that's not yours is just so so strange to me. Like you, it's very it's very strange and very confusing. Very confusing. And then, like, hey, look, look at me, okay? What do you see? Oh, you, I see uh, Dave, who is a white guy with a long beard and a beer gut. And a semi-small penis, but <laughs> what I people can't see that unless you. Show and then them. I'm like, oh, really? Well, I identify as a big, tall, uh, black slash Asian man from uh, Australia uh, with a big, long dong, and uh, I'm pregnant too. You know, it's like. It doesn't work that way, man. Yeah, well, all I know is I feel like... in tune with reality. Well, with the transgender thing, my husband asked me, what would you do if we, you know, if if our child was feeling that way? And I said to myself, you know, first of all, I would try to distinguish it was authentic. (laughs) You know, because who am I to say that a soul... Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Like, could something like that actually physically happen? Could you end up having this poly like soul or something? I don't have the answer to that, but I would at least try to make Too sure that spirited. it wasn't, that it wasn't pushed upon my child, that it wasn't, right. was, it wasn't an imbalance of hormones from, um, the, the herbicides on the food, which I forgot what the, what the pesticide or the herbicide is that the doc, I forgot what doctor it was to my memory's horrible, I guess, but 
Um, there's this one scientist who identified a certain toxin in pesticides that calls frogs to have eggs. And you can Google pesticide that makes frogs have eggs. I mean, male frogs have eggs. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. So there's that one. And there, he's just, Is this where Alex Jones was going when he said uh, frogs are gay or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't listen to him very much. <laughs> me um, either. <laughs> he gets too angry for me. Um, I don't want to be involved with that fucking billion dollar loss <laughs> yeah I just, it's 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 too much screaming i feel like that's when you turn people off and i think that that is the the trouble with conspiracy theorists is when you're always projecting nefarious intention and you sure you, you lose people there you know you you just have to stick to the facts you know and mm-hmm. help them connect the dots but anyway um what i was trying to say is that i would try to differentiate between um, what was being imposed upon my child, which versus what's maybe authentically them. And so if there is an uh, instance of uh, exposure of these, these toxins, which placate testosterone or increase estrogen, or if that's being manipulated, or if it's the TV, or if it's every 10th video on YouTube, when you're looking at them opening Kinder eggs, the 10th one is always like Mickey Mouse jacking off or a drag penis <laughs> or whatever it is. That, that that's a real thing there's a guy there, I, forgot I know i know it is yeah, yeah. their kids love watching people open up kinder eggs and seeing the surprise it's a dopamine hit and so you think that's what your child's watching but by the 10th video the genome always ends up going to something really weird and inappropriate and sexual like some fucking tranny riding reverse cowgirl on another tranny yeah <laughs> i have no Fucked idea it's, it's just very strange <clears throat> That's the thing. The dopamine hits is where we got to be really cautious because we get dopamine hits from like fucking everything. I could be, I could fucking do the dishes, right? I'll do the dishes and then I'll sit back and I'll get a dopamine hit just from the me thinking like, fuck, I fucking did something good. Well, know? at least that's a sense of accomplishment. I'm, I hate it. Yeah. I get it from watching Instagram. Like, I don't need to be doing that. Yeah, but the, the thing is, like, yeah, you had to take a break from Instagram last week, right? Oh, uh, well, someone got upset with me because um, they, I, they were saying I shouldn't have engaged in this conversation, first of all. But it was about there being a, a section in the library, the public library. And I, 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 I love all people. I really do. I'm not a, you know, I've got three transgender friends. I've got gay, a lot of gay friends. I'm sure. I just yeah. don't like things being pushed on children. I'm very protective of children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there was a um, a pride section of books for third graders or whatever. And I just feel like it's just too soon. I don't want. I didn't. I didn't know if no. my, if my teachers had husbands or were they widows. Did they have girlfriends? I didn't know. I didn't care. It was none of my business. You know, just. I had a crush on John Bowles. That's all I practically knew. And that's all I wanted to know was that not confuse a D with a B, you know, what direction those two letters go. The thing that should not be is anything uh, sexually towards our children. And I I feel like there's a huge agenda to that right now. And um, I mean, I, I was exposed to sexuality very early on, but that's the only reason for that is because I have three older brothers and a sister, uh, significantly older than me and I'm the youngest, but they were doing things in their teens that 
exposed me to sexuality very early on. And I don't blame them for that. It's because like I'm a generation younger than them. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I see the, the pitfalls in that, you know, it's like, don't, don't expose your kids to that so early on. You shouldn't do that. You know, like there's just no, there's no reasoning power behind it. Well, they're, uh, it's almost like they're, 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 they're developmentally not ready to, to, to. No, they're not. They're not ready. They're, I, I, and I admit I wasn't fucking developmentally ready for that either, but it happened, just so happened to be in my life. Right. Well, turns out, turns I out I, I, you know, was, I was very different than a lot of other people, you know, growing up in the eighties, like I was, I was exposed to like metal and rock. And then when I, when I went to kindergarten or, or grade one, I was like, and I was listening to what people were listening to. And I'm like, what are you guys listening to? This is horseshit. And they were all listening to pop music and everything that was cool in the current radio uh, whatever the radio was playing, they were listening to, and I was already out of that from a very early age. Right, I was listening to, like Kiss and like Rush and all that shit when I was a toddler. So when I went to school, it was like, what the fuck are you guys listening to? Right, it was it's crazy. Yeah, having older siblings has its perks, for sure. <laughs> But, um, yeah, just being exposed too soon, though, I, I just saw a lady, I think she was, a, I believe she was a lawyer, and she was so, so, so distressed, but she was protesting that her client was 12 and had just been raped by a 16-year-old in the parking lot at school, and oh, she didn't, but she didn't identify it as rape because she had been masturbating every day to porn since she was five. So she didn't realize she was raped. She just thought she was, wow. Because she'd already seen all this objectivity and, you know, whatever. Um, And that's just, that's to me, to me that, that that's robbery of a soul. And I think that's what this pedophilia and all this ruling elite, they, they really, I mean, when people, when someone rapes someone, or a virginity or a youth or whatever you were, you were really stealing a part of them. You're raping them of their essence. For sure. For sure. And you're yeah. sucking that energy into you, you know, I mean, why else would the, I don't know. The, I mean, for, for, for the Pope, I forgot which Pope did this. It was the Pope before this one, that Pope Francis, all he did was reassign a, a priest at a parish who had, you know, 30 complaints of you know harming harming children or whatever and all he did he transferred him to a school for deaf children and it's just like and then jimmy seville or whatever is a fucking gets knighted by the queen yeah and we just pretend like nobody knows what's happening no one knows why those open borders exist you know why do the open border? What's what's going to be the what what what's the real underhanded reason for wanting these open borders? I don't know, but um, I, I came across this article uh, last week about um, Canada is allowing uh, five hundred thousand immigrants. No, was it five hundred thousand or eight hundred thousand immigrants 
per year until 2025. Does that account an American immigrant? Probably. <laughs> I, I meant to apply to resident for residency while I was there, and then I'm bad at tape paperwork. I never got around to it in seven years. So <laughs> it's just crazy to me. It's like, and one of this, one of this, uh, one of my coworkers uh, who I adored very much, and you know, he barely spoke English. He's Indian, <clears throat> and. But every day we'd see each other, we're like, you know, give like a hug, this and that, you know. And uh, he transferred from my department to another one, and he was there for about a month. And then I, I just said month. <laughs> um, he was there for about a month, and then somebody told me, Did you hear he got fired? And I was like, What? What the fuck, right? So I messaged him on Instagram, and he said, "Yeah, it's it was like a a deportation uh, or immigration issue, right?" And I was like, "No fucking way!" He got all his vaccines and this and that, and he gets canned for an immigration issue. I just found it very odd because. Most jobs will, like nowadays, will hand it down to the Im- the immigrant. It's like they get uh, more privileges than we do by not being an immigrant. You know, what are your thoughts on that? <sighs> like white privilege and all that shit. It's like, no, dude, I'm not privileged. You know, I'm like, I'm here, but my buddy who has this full status immigration here just got canned, right? I don't, I don't get it. This one, this one really draws my head in. I mean, I know that I know, I feel like obviously open borders probably fuel some sort of cash cow that is benefiting the U S government somehow. Just like. Yeah. It's benefiting the country because they're getting the votes by the immigrants, right? So the more immigrants they let in, the more fucking votes they get. Well, I think right? there was something in, in was I don't know if it was California, I mean Colorado or I forgot which state. They had all these these immigrants, like thirty thousand ballots were sent to the immigrants or something like that. But right. I think it's bigger than that. I mean, if you're, it's a four hundred million dollar a month sex trafficking industry right now. That's a that's a faucet a, a finance a financial faucet. It's going to be very hard to turn off. I mean that 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 would set up way too many families and livelihood for Absolutely. like for like the next person to come along. And be like oh, we're going to shut this down. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, um, and to me, if that if that is fueling a human human trafficking deal, like I don't I I, I don't get it. I totally don't get it. Supporters, all I know is it's destroying us. I think a lot of immigrants that come into any country, wherever they emigrate, emigrate from, um, there's going to be um, a lot of sexual offenses. I think because 
Well, you know, the, you, you have the shoes or immigration you're being pushed into. Like, are you being kidnapped and thrown across the border or is it? I'm just saying like any immigrant that would come here to Canada, so to speak. And then it's like they get. Wait, um, are you in Canada? Yes, I am. Oh, I thought you were in fucking New England. Huh. That's cool. No. I'm very aware of, of what's going on. Uh, in America and the world. What do you think about Trudeau and Freeland both being graduates of the uh, Young Leadership Society at the World Economic Forum? What do you think about... I'm going to counter that question. Uh-huh. Go for it. And say, what do you think about uh, Justin Trudeau being Fidel Castro's son? I love that theory. <laughs> he, they do it's look, the best, they do right? look just alike. <laughs> uncanny. I mean, whether he's Trudeau's son or Fidel Castro's son, he's but he's the son of two yucky men. Yeah, Pick for one. sure. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Pick your poison. Yeah, there's no fucking. There's no way of getting around it. You're a fucking scumbag. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, when Klaus Schwab introduced him at the World Economic Forum in Davos this past time, he was based, the way he introduced him made him sound like such a puppet to him, like for him, like, like it was, it's, it was a weird introduction. He's, he's like, oh, here comes this fucking fag. Well, he was like, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so proud of my, of my golden child. He, he's doing such a good job at pushing our agenda. And, um, I, and, and, uh, it was it was just it was very strange the the introduction. Well, if you did you ever watch it, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, and that it's it's weird. I mean, <clears throat> well, at least Canada's not eating bugs yet. But I did see this article today on the news monitor in my elevator coming up to my apartment. It said that the uh, there was a soup base for Tim Hortons. Which is the biggest fucking company? I know for... all about Tim Hortons. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Everybody knows Tim Hortons. Okay. <laughs> I live so there. Their soup base got recalled because there was fucking insects in it. Uh, I don't. You know, I the insect thing. If it's pushed on us, I don't like that. <clears throat> but like people being insects for like for millennia. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it said like the the statistic on like um eating a spider or something like while you're sleeping it's like you can eat a spider while you're sleeping well maybe i don't know what the statistic was on it cultures have been eating like crickets and all sorts of stuff for a very long time you want to push that on anybody i don't think you should push it and i don't think it should i think it's getting you know caught up in this this agenda of the whole the greenwashing thing you know sure climate change yeah but i but to tell you you know outside of that there was this place called the Light Cellar in Calgary, and it had all these whole food um, superfoods. You know, it wasn't about taking, you know, popping vitamin Bs and Cs and Ds and all these things, these vitamins and supplements. It was about trying to get it from, you know, sea buckthorn oil and camu camu and eating bone marrow and all that kind of stuff. And Sounds it, fucking fantastic. It was awesome, but they did have powdered crickets. They did buy, I didn't buy them, but they had them there, and that was, you know... <clears throat> Seven years ago, before we were, you know, yeah. 
But um, I just think it again. No, I, I, I think it's teaching um, motivation. How is it being sold to us? How is it being marketed to us? You know, like what is it? You know, is it under the guise of oh, we're going to save the world? Because that's bullshit. We don't need to do that as far as climate change goes. Exactly. Or is it because? It really packs a protein punch, and that's what you want to do, authentically want to do, knowing your own mind, knowing your own motivation. And that's why we have to heal from trauma, so that they can't swivel our fucking heads. What if, you know what would save the world? If we all cut off our TVs and pulled our money out of the banks. Right. Bought some silver and gold, maybe. And some foreign currency, maybe some dong and some Zimbabwe dollars and... Like, I just, like, I just don't understand why the World Economic Forum is a thing. It's like, why do we need you to dictate what the fuck happens on our planet? You're, well, I you don't have anybody in my mind that could steer me in the right direction. Well, I think it ended up being a consolidated group of people who had an insane amount of money. So they could fund different politicians. And then those politicians were beholden to them to carry out different paradigms or orders or, or whatever. So, you know. Which would eventually become a, a united uh, paradigm. A, a one world government. I mean, that's what right. COVID, the great reset that Klaus Schwab wrote is all about. And Henry Kissinger, who has the Bilderberg group, you know, he wrote what he did. He write one called new world order. I think he may have one world order. It was something like that. His book that he published in the nineties. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. It's called, it's called one world order, but you know, he, Henry, the freaking, uh, I think Hillary Clinton said that she spoke to him every day while as, as secretary of defense looking for guidance and everything. So oh, I don't so know she probably she sucked his dick. <laughs> I don't know if she does. Shortly, shortly um, before uh, Monica Lewinsky sucked Clinton's dick. And did you hear the... Well, uh, also talked to, talked to um, Bush all the time. Like, he was a consultant for him right, as well. Right. Obama. Did, you hear, did you hear about the, the uh, poem <clears throat> by Monica Lewinsky when she was nine years old? The poem at nine? No. <clears throat> so John JFK Jr. was on the Jay Leno show. Jerry Seinfeld was sitting to his right. Picture that, right? Wait, who was who, who was right? Who was who was right? Uh um Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. Seinfeld. Yeah. Right? So we got Sein, we got Seinfeld, yeah. Jay Leno, and And Jay Leno. And JFK Jr. Okay, go. Yeah, yeah. He's on the Jay Leno show, and he recites this, a part of Monica Lewinsky's poem, saying that she wanted to be eaten like a slice of pizza when she was nine years old. Oh, gosh. She was, do you think she was I, I cannot the recite the poem, but it had a, it was very sensual. And there's a video floating around about that right now. And it's fucked up, man. Well, that's horrible. It sounds like she was groomed she was for groomed before she was the even there. Yeah, she was groomed to fucking blow Clint Bubba 
in the Oval Office, right? And then she fucking writes a book about it and becomes famous. And, you know, like, it's all fucking interconnected. You can't deny that. It's bullshit. If, you do, if you're not believing in anything that we fucking say is, quote-unquote, conspiracy theorists, then you're fucked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do wish there was a new name for it. Hmm. Um, I, you know, and, and, and the funny thing is, is that to not to, to be shunned in your community for basically thoughts. I mean, I've, I've lost two friends for my thoughts. Right. You know, and, and if they actually were curious about my, the way I think or had any real love or respect for me, they, they, would would, ride, they would ride your wave, right? Well, they would either listen to me or, you know, be like, where did you get your research? Sure, ask or, questions, but like people, questions. people just want to fucking cut you right the fuck off because there's. I, I did in the same day get a peace offering from two different people that had cut me off. It was, oh, I, I was one guy was in Charleston and one guy's here locally, and on the same day, I was like, "Wow, what happened in the stars this day?" They, but you know, they they one of they both sent me texts wanting to bridge, you know, bridge the bet the. Rebuild the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I didn't. I wanted to respond. Well, sure, I can if you don't think I'm a a racist who needs to be patronized, which is what you told me the night you wanted to break up with me. Our friendship. Uh Yeah, Uh, but I I didn't say that. I was just like, sure. When when's the band getting back to you? Right, right, right. I I didn't care. You know, but yeah, you gotta break. You gotta break people in slowly. I think maybe they were trying to break you in slowly. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I'll still be there for you, you know. But I don't proselytize my thoughts and feelings. Like, I hear a lot more about their political bias, their, their thoughts on the world, all these things. And I sit there and listen. And then if they get a, if they get a whiff that I'm at all conservative, and I wouldn't actually say I'm conservative. Like, I'm, I'm very liberal in the in the conventional term of it which means sure. open accepting freedom freedom exactly it's just that i believe in i do believe in freedom and i do believe in natural law and your sovereign right yeah you in morals and i just don't want people to be manipulated and that's and that's one thing that i so all my little energy healers <laughs> people i work with they say what is outside is inside so if the thing outside of you which is being fed garbage either political i mean um news garbage food garbage whatever if if you if that frustrates you go inside and fix it sure so i asked myself okay where am i um where am i tricking myself where am i not being honest with myself if i'm so frustrated with not being honest with externally and that that's the key key to healing it all yeah and i <clears throat> i also believe that you know, whatever steals your joy in life, stay away from it. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't run around with a bunch of killjoys. I mean, like, it, I think it all comes down to balancing everything, right? Like, you got people out there that, that want to, like, they, like, they, they'll point out to you, like, Dude, why are you why are you always so happy all the time? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like, why are you not happy? So when I get a question like that, 
I'm just like thinking to myself, why are you not happy? If you're, if you have to ask me that question, that's you, you know, kind of throwing your negativity at me, but I'm like, whatever. I'm just like, I'm happy deal with it. (laughs) You know? Well, they could also be genuinely curious because they sure feel that I, way. I tell I tell people sometimes I'm like, uh, I'm alive, aren't I? Or I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, I got this podcast thing going and I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm getting all these like minded people on. You got to find that balance, man. Whatever makes you happy, and the happier the better. I say. Well, it goes back to knowing your own mind. Because if you don't know your own mind, you don't you won't know it brings you makes you happy. Sure. You'll be a dog chasing its tail. Sure. I get people all the time saying, like, I'm so bored, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, uh do you what do you like to do? Like, you know, I try to find that that balance for them. I'm like, so okay, so do you like watching a movie? And yeah, but I watch so many movies and I'm like Okay, well, okay, well, do you like playing guitar? Do you want to learn how to play guitar? Do you want to learn how to play any instrument? You know, it's like, dude, just find something that fucking grounds you and. (sighs) Well, that's that's where I get into it. Sometimes I feel like finding quote unquote happiness gets more nuanced than that. That if if you're used to eating a bunch of garbage food and stuff, you might not physically have the energy to find something new. Absolutely. Like, yeah. There are multiple forces like playing upon us and, and sort For of sure. sabotaging our ability to be successful human beings. And that's one thing that frustrates me about today when I look at things too deeply or closely is that, you know, when your water, food, air and information, everything you digest, ingest, is poison. It, it does get very discouraging. Do you look at life that way? Where it's like... Well, I have a hard time eating food. I have a hard time nourishing my body. Like I, 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 Me too. I, Me too. I don't know how to eat in this city. It's, it is. I live in a city of like maybe 300,000 people, and I'm in a food desert. There's no good quality vegetables it's hard to find grass-fed meats and well that's why there's this whole like movement happening with people getting off grid and uh growing their own fucking vegetables and all that stuff it's like but then like and then you look into that as well and it's like okay so this is why they outlawed it because they don't want us growing our own food you you know (gasps) yeah oh my gosh right Right. That's a whole other thing. And like drinking raw milk is like the best thing for you, but nope, that's fucking outlawed. You have to drink our overpasteurized fucking bullshit and then develop a lactose intolerance, right? Well, it's uh, fucking insane. You can, you can always, what do you call it? You can always um, buy at the pet food store, they have a uh, raw goat's milk, which is better for you anyway. Yeah, I'm for sure. Off a glass now. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a before I go to sleep. Um, that's what I give my dog, and I drink it too. But um, Dude, the thing like, is, is it, it, I feel like we're so disempowered on every level that every fucking level. Care, 
no one knows how to care for themselves. Like, you know, yeah. you, you can't, you could without even ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or run into the hospital to get put on remdesivir, which actually kills like 50% of the people who take it because of renal failure. But anyway, that's another story. But um, there's so many things that you can do with oil of oregano and quercetin and zinc, and no one knows about it. I honestly, like, I used to get um, quite sick a lot with the flu or colds or whatever. But since I started taking just vitamin, getting more time in the sun, actually, at my job, um, and also uh, taking vitamin D3, and um b12 and taking the uh turmeric in raw form i've just been like okay i'm good you know and i haven't been getting any fucking colds or anything nothing just i'm good you know yeah. <laughs> and i see all these people getting sick and they're like oh just a positive covid I'm like you realize that's just your body detoxifying itself. Like it's not a thing, right? It's not, you don't have, there's no label to what your body's going through. Really? Well, I mean, I've, I've run into doctors and, and virologists who say that, you know, you can't actually isolate any virus and then it's all just, I don't know. That's well, a conversation that I can't Well, that comes, that's a terrain theory, right? Terrain theory yeah. is the fact that, everybody's body goes through a, a, a detoxification period and that's what we call a cold or a flu. And yeah. they took Convid and flip-flopped the numbers of the flu around instead of it was Convid, instead of the flu. In a four in a $40,000 incentive if you had a person die of COVID at your hospital. According Boom. to the nurses that work Boom. at the local hospitals here. Yeah, you hit the fucking target right there. See? It's like every fucking hospital gets a certain amount of profit for having a quote-unquote COVID patient, right? Yeah. Everybody's bending over for the old Benjamins. Like, why is it so hard to see past that shit? I, I just Perfect think that... I just don't think that people have the the uh, the nervous system for it. It's like if they're already so beat down and tired, you know, it takes a lot of energy to go wake up at six, get your kids to school, run off to a job that brings you no joy and, and exhaust your brain and you're sitting mm-hmm. and then you have to come home and somehow create a nourishing dinner and do everyone's homework with them and bathe people and then go to bed and do it all over again. It's exhausting. You, you know, the, all the words about the work week week as in W E A K. And then, you know, you go through this week and at, by the end of it, your weekend, that's why they call it a weekend. I love it. Now you're fucking transitioning into word magic. This is awesome. You know that though, right? You've heard that. Then the job course. is like, Oh yeah, the job is what like slave in Hebrew or something like that. I don't think yep. entirely accurate, but it's something like that. Job. job. There's a reason why Job is the fucking one that gets downtrodden. Yeah. Right. Oh, Job. Yeah. Like Sisyphus. Fuck. And then and to earn money, you are in like an urn of ashes, 
and you say good morning at the beginning of the day. Yep. It's also crazy. It is. It's just like Hollywood being the, what is it? The wood of a the, the ho- branch yep. was used for sorcerers to cast spells. Yep. So you have Hollywood and casting agents. Like, and then, and then the whole pharmacy thing, pharmacaea, right? Pharmacaea means sorcery, so pharmacy essentially means sorcery. Oh, did you see that weird video about the person they caught at the border or something like that, tra- trafficking people? And she was this female, and they they pulled her aside, and they, they got some priest to talk to her. It sounds so weird, but I saw it on, you know, one of these bit shoots or something like that. And she was basically... She was talking crazy, but she was saying that pharmacy was basically poisoning all of us, and it was the devil and all this kind of stuff. She was like, I, and she was, and she was excited about it. She wasn't. It wasn't like disclosure. It was. That's funny. Was, yeah. That'd she be had these wild, crazy eyes. It was the weirdest thing. Come here, crazy girl. I'm single. Come here, crazy girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's somewhere down. She might be south of the border, back, back, back in her hole. I don't know where she ended up. But um, anyway, it's it's a it's a it's a wild time to to diff- What I don't get is I was talking to my husband today. Is that he was regaling to me numbers of um, I think Trump endorsed candidates that won the election their their specific election, and in in what he was reading that it was only like two two to five I guess of of Trump endorsed candidates won their spot. And then my other friend who's way down the rabbit hole and listens to Truth Social and all these kind of things, she said it was 112 candidates. And I'm okay. like, why are these realities so different? Right. And, and why aren't people just disturbed by that in and of itself? The polarized, the sheer polarization yeah. of everything that's happening. Yeah. Instead of like, why are we fighting about who has the truth? Why can't we just be equally upset that there are two versions of it? And, and why is it dividing us? Right. Like, I don't think, I think that in and of itself should almost tip us off. That something's being totally manipulated here. It truly is. I mean, like, when it all boils down to it, like, if we are God's creation, then we're we're all made in his image, right? Like the Bible says, I don't put like all my stock into the Bible or Christianity for that matter. But at the same time, it's like, dude, we're all cut from the same fucking cloth. No matter what it is, we all bleed the same fucking blood. They want to fucking divide it into blood types. Right? So what does that say? We all have, we, if you cut a human being, they bleed. And what color is that blood? It's blue when it's inside of you, and it's red when it comes out. We're all from the same fucking place. Why is there so much fucking division? I don't know. I think your blood and John Podesta's blood is probably different. And that's where the soul game comes in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't, think he, I don't think he is cut from the same cloth at all. I do think that real evil exists. And, and you know, I don't know about the whole 
all of our blood is the same. I mean, what if there is some genetic modification that's been going on for, you know, millions and millions of years through this? What if these alien races are real? What if draconians exist? I don't know. I haven't seen one or I don't want to see one. Well, I see one probably on TV. Katy Perry. <laughs> or Drac- you know, they make it at first they made it like Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Right? yeah. Sucking the blood of innocent people to yeah. turn them into what he is. Right. Well, I've heard theories that Jesus was Pleiadian. I don't know. Who knows? Like, <clears throat> all you have to know is that in Alaska, that I had on a metal uh, of fucking, I was a huge fan of his. He got on and we were talking about the same kind of shit. And he said, it's like, dude, it's all it, it, in every fucking religion. It's all, it all comes down to the golden rule. And that's just treat people like how you want to be treated. I don't want to be fucking treated like I, uh, that I want to get bitten on the neck by a vampire. So I'm not going to bite anybody else on their neck. Right. It's like, I don't want to steal. I don't want to somebody to steal from me. So I'm not going to steal from anybody else. I don't want to be dead. So I'm not going to murder anybody. Well, I mean, that's a fair. Yes. But what if you were traumatized and were manipulated and brainwashed to kill someone like the whole Charles Manson thing? That's a really fucking good question. (laughs) <laughs> that's why you got to heal your own trauma so like think of the people susceptible to joining a cult they've most likely have already been abused or you know have mom you know early childhood issues or mommy daddy issues and things like that like if right. we don't concentrate and heal ourselves go inside go on this inward inward journey maybe we should mandate ayahuasca or something who knows but or mushrooms or something or or just meditation and and self-love i don't know but we don't need to be taught we don't need to be teaching people about here are all your options in life you can be you can identify as a draft uh, a a man a woman uh, and and it you can do anything you want but before you before you do that before you know what you want you need to heal your heal yourself sure that's what we need to be teaching and that's the problem when it comes down to children uh, you know, at six years old, uh, taking hormone blocker, blockers because their parents think that that's a good thing. Well, and then they could chop their fucking dicks off or get a fake penis, right? It's like, dude, that shouldn't happen, you know? And yeah, yeah, I know, no, I know. Well, my my three my three dear friends who have transitioned like completely they're as equally as depressed now as they were before right um but anyway i just i I just don't want to push something but they made that decision as an adult you know i i i I, that i can and that's the thing it's like that's different don't push it on don't push it don't push it because they don't even know like they don't know fucking anything. Like that's when their brains are most susceptible to everything that's going on, and you can tell them anything, and they'll fucking believe it. Like just look at Santa Claus. They keep pushing Santa Claus on CNN and the mainstream media. 
media. It's like, that's the first fucking conspiracy right there. That's the first lie that you're going to get your children to believe in. The Santa Claus fucking exists. Well, I just think that as you grow up, you're trying to assess so many different things. And I'm so outraged right now. Sorry. You're so what? You're so I'm like, what? I'm hyped up right now. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Don't mess with kids. But you can say, so like, the, the reason I got in trouble on Instagram is is that when I said something about there's a subliminal effect on, on children. And what I meant was, what I needed to say was that you can have a book where the book has two moms in it or something like that. But you don't need to make a big deal of it. Just like you don't need to draw attention to them having a male and a female as parents. Like, sure. it doesn't need to be about that. Like, you, you know, or you don't need a special section for it. Just, like, celebrate it and extol it either either way. You know, you don't need to have a heterosexual section or a gay section. Just have books. Right. And teach love. Now, if it's saying things like, you know, here's, six, here's six-year-old Emma and she started kissing her six-year-old friend well Jill. yeah there's books out need, there like that you don't need that you know what i mean but i'm no, not discouraging don't you don't need that but like if, if 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 someone wrote a story and in the background of the protagonist who's six and she's playing with her you know she lost her stuffy and the, the it's the adventure of finding the stuffy and it happens oh, to be in the background to moms helping her find it like that's fine to me. Like, that's just sort of like, because they might run into someone with two moms. But it's right. not about how I got to have two moms and how, you know what I'm saying? It's not teaching you anything. Or it's not, it's not saying at six years old, you can kiss anybody on, in the playground you want to. Like, don't make it about kissing or anything. Just make it about playing on the playground and building a sandcastle. I honestly don't see why. Because they were like coming out books, what I was seeing as well. Like at, for for six, for like eight-year-olds. Right. Like I never got to see that because I grew up in the 80s, right? Well, I saw a gender reveal. And I, I, don't, for I, don't, I don't have kids either. So that's another thing. But at the same time, it's like, I just well, I just up. want to be very clear that I'm not anti any of this. I just don't want things to be pushed on children. Let people know their That's own it, yeah. Mind. That's all. Let people discover it on their own. I did, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a tomboy. Uh, I used to try to kiss my elbow because there's an old folklore that if you could kiss your elbow, you could turn it to the opposite sex. And I tried it all the time. <laughs> when I was in grade one, I had these two twins, twin sisters, coming up to me that were like two grades up like grade three or something like that yeah. and they were like oh my god you're so cute and they both kissed me on the cheek at the same time and I was like whoa what the fuck's going on but like see that like, that was like me learning what sexuality is early on without anybody pushing it on me except my those two twin sisters right yeah and that's what well, it should be all about there shouldn't be anybody like telling you what you should think at all ever and i've also you know i've had children who are more you know little boys who are more effeminate little girls who are more tomboy and 
you know, for sure. Have that just al- and, and allow them to do that too. Don't, but don't, but don't, don't push them to be a fucking boy when they're a girl or a girl when they're a boy. Like, fuck, let them fucking figure it out on their own. And that's where critical thinking comes in now, too, right? Into play. It's like, they just want us to think how they want to think. It's like, no, that's not happening, dude. It's not happening. But anyway, well, it's it's just a, um. But I do wonder what you know, like why, what does waking up mean? Like, what can we do about anything that we w- awoken to? Right. That's what I want to know. <sighs> what, what to do with the information other than post things on Instagram with the risk of looking crazy. Start a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then do what? I mean, That's like, what I did. And then what? I don't know. It's like, just try to fucking get your voice out there as much as you can. And get people of what's going on. And that's all you can do, really. That's all you can do. Well, I, um, I'm thinking, I wonder sometimes if we should just pick one thing and try to focus on that. Like where, what, what really gets, uh, it's, I think it's all about like what it is that you think you could do to get like your voice out there by being as, um, informed uh, and and public as possible about it like yeah yeah, yeah. i think and, mine and might be this vaccine thing. i think this i think this vaccine nonsense is ridiculous for sure but be be passionate about what your decision is right like to get your voice out there uh if you want to get it out there like i just do this podcast off of a cell phone like there's other podcasters out there that i'm in leagues with but it's like, I'm fucking low budget. I'm low on the totem pole, but I don't care because I love what I'm doing. And I love having discussions with people such as yourself. So that's what me. I think my thing actually beyond the virus, well, well, I think it's teaching people about their health and how to feel protected and something have some control of their immune system if they get a cold or whatever it is. But also um, increasing your vibration. I really do feel passionately about this um kundalini yoga stuff and how sound frequency can change your vibration because if if it is true and something feels true about it that the vaccine creates you know builds the graphene oxide up in your body so that you will respond to the 5g towers when they actually flip them on and you become a part of the internet of things yeah, but, but I do feel like if you have a high frequency, a high vibration, and you were to have even gotten vaccinated, that you can still be impervious to that. You can right, right. Like, I've heard some people say that the vaccination is a mar- is the mark of the beast, and if you've taken it, you can't fucking connect to God anymore. I don't think that's true at all. Well, the irony of that is there was a lady, I just heard about her today, and I can't remember her full name, but it was Susan something or another, and she was a former patent specialist or patent um, scientist like I think it's called a patent specialist but she basically studies the molecular structure of anything that's been patented to make sure that you're staying within your patent so she was working for Pfizer and she was studying the vaccine 
and looking at its molecular structure of the mRNA, blah, blah, blah. And she realized that it kills the, um, the God molecule in us. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that too. That it actually destroys it. And so perhaps that's where this mark of the beast, you takes away the God is doing, definitely doing something, but that's assuming that that molecule within us actually is, even though it's shaped like a cross, that it actually does have something to do with God. I mean, if you have something called, uh, Jesus, I, th- I think a lot of that shit could be fabricated too, you know, like, but I mean, it is weird. If you have something <laughs> called Luc- Luciferous in your vaccine, that's also strange. Right. But at the same time, you have people taking this shot and they're waking up because they realize that it doesn't do anything. That's another argument, right? That's another so, argument. Oh, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to pinpoint. Like, I, um, that's why I don't really agree with the fact that this, this jab would like take your connection away from God because I'm seeing people who took it and they're waking up. Well, I wonder if it's also a saturation point. I think that's why you also have to have the endless boosters because it has to infiltrate your system. And I think that the first jab and the second jab have to be, what, eight weeks apart because there's something about the cycle of your cell reproduction health and how long it takes the bone marrow to replenish your white blood cells and things like that. So you basically have to space it out to where you take it. And then it naturally or it kills it kills everything in your bone marrow and your bone marrow replenishes after eight weeks and then it kills it again. There's a reason why they're spaced out the way they are. Yeah, I mean, need to outside. Fuck. But I don't know if that really all I know up. is it, it also might not be working the way they had hoped it would. That's true too. Do you think like the graphene oxide could like they could hit a kill switch and everybody who took the shot is going to become a zombie? Do you imagine that happened? And then I it would imagine get, that happened. I mean, a million times, and I still think that. Oh yeah, I still think that there's it, that even if you had a different, if if you heals your trauma, if you increase your vibration, that even with that in you, that perhaps you can avoid the kill switch. I don't know though. That's just a theory. I don't know. We're just we're just we're speculating. That's that's what this show is all about. Speculating, yeah. But but I. I I just feel like there's something up to it, and we don't really – I don't know yet. I don't think we – I don't think it's been done to us yet. But I do think that the whole Rwandan genocide had a lot to do with frequency. Uh, and there, elaborate and there on was, that. So there was – I saw a French scientist basically saying that the whole Rwandan genocide was the result of, um, you know, well, there was 10 years basically of – planting seeds of unrest and division kind of like how we are right now you know you end up arguing with your husband about news sources and what the hell's going on in the world sure. but in Rwanda you know your your neighbors were rising up against one another and killing you and he said this French scientist in like the 90s said it was basically all frequency that it was that was the test but he didn't say what flip, what switch was flipped or anything and he said, basically, but something was switched, and then boom, everyone turned into zombies and started doing these types of things. Holy shit, dude! Like a test trust, a test study. And I've got my dear friend who lived with me in Canada was a Rwandan uh, survivor. He and his mother, his sisters, and father died. That's scary. That's very scary to think about because, like. They're doing it like on a, like a lower level with other countries, and then who's to say it's not going to come to the West, right? Who's to say? 
Right. Who's to say what's happening in Brazil doesn't come to the West? Come, does it exactly. come to the North? <laughs> yeah. So, and even in that case, again, my husband had one interpretation of it. And then my friend in the rabbit hole, deep in the rabbit hole, she had another news source saying other things. And so I'm trying to, instead of getting bogged down into, into choosing a side, I'm trying to watch that, watch more. Pull, yeah. Pull out. That's me too. I'm not, I, I'm not currently going down any rabbit holes because I've been down way too many. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to pull back. And I had to do that like years ago. You know, like I just pull back and I keep going down more rabbit holes and I pull back again. And I just find that balance where it's like, I'm not going to buy into fucking anything at this point, man. Well, I, I don't know how David Ike had his awakening like 30 plus years ago and i don't know how he's i don't know how he's not fucking dead yet i know he's not in control opposition he should be dead i know and then the whole controlled opposition thing he's getting banned he's getting banned from going to certain countries and whatnot but how would he not fucking dead but maybe that's when i'm maybe these people have these angels watching them or something i have no idea how people are protected who knows? Who knows? You know, because I, I, I mean, he could freaking walk to his car and had, there could be like a one of those ray beam satellites just striking down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he believes everything that he says that he claims and then his followers also believe everything that he claims, he should be fucking dead by now. Well, uh, that's again, like, you know, uh, it's, it's a critical mass. I mean, he, he, there might be people following him and stuff, but it's still not enough to make a difference, you know? Yeah, but it's like, who's to say, like, if I ever get big, right? It's like, people are going to be coming after me. Should I be paranoid <laughs> from what I do? You know, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's, like I said, it's a fucking balancing act. And it's like, if my show catches on, big time then it is what it is but i'm not gonna anything because you know what god did not give us the spirit of fear well i'm that's one thing i'm not afraid of dying i think living here on earth right now is much harder than probably being right (laughs) i'm just trying to figure out how to be happy and not and not not take this life too seriously what <laughs> i heard a zipper <laughs> yeah that was my zipper that was my jacket i'm wearing a little vest inside <laughs> there's no need for heat in the south <laughs> yeah so on, you just put on another layer um i think i'm gonna wrap this up because i'm getting pretty fucking uh tired and uh my eyes are closing okay uh, but I feel like there should be some sort of takeaway from the conversation. Oh, I'm sure yeah. everybody will take somebody thing away from this conversation. Do you want to add anything more? Keep going. No, I just want to ask you a question. Uh, who, who do you think can provide your listeners with the most, like, the best synopsis of kind of what's going on? A website or a person? Like, there needs to be a Cliff Notes version of what's going on. Oh my God, that's a tough question. Because there's so much, like, 
the amount of shit that I've experienced in the past 15 years or so, I don't know what one source to direct anybody to. Like that's, that's a lot. That's a loaded question. I found this one website called, I think it's called educateyourself.org, but I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, I'll add it to the show notes as well. What will you add? I'll add, add that website in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to get that to well, you. What about, what anyway. about you? Do you want my audience to reach out to you at all? Yeah, they're welcome to reach out to me. Just be like how a normal girl who wakes up continues to live her life without <laughs> cool. freaking out. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll add your um, yeah. Instagram profile. Well, if anybody wants tips on how to try to increase their frequency or learn more about Kundalini Yoga and try to heal trauma so that they can be impervious to anyone trying to twist their head one way or the other, they can, they're more than welcome to reach out. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I know I was trying to wrap the show up, but I have to ask you about Kundalini Yoga because there's so many people out that truther community that believes that it's satanic and that if you're not ready for Kundalini, then you could go insane. Like if you have like a Kundalini awakening, they're going to go nuts and not you. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's more to scare you away from doing something that can be very powerful and empowering for you. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. That's what I think. Now I do believe that you have to get really grounded before you can do it. Like my energy healer, healer even told me you need to stop doing it for a while. You need to get more grounded in your body because it opens up so many things, so many channels that if you're not ready for it, you know, but I have never, even with me being a little ungrounded and, perhaps not ready for everything. I didn't go crazy. I didn't go insane. I didn't have some crazy awakening or anything like that. So did you have any kind of like, um, kind of feeling going up your spine that you felt that you've never thought? Nope. My first experience, my first experience of it is, um, we did this Kriya. Kriya is basically like a a set of exercises because you have to do everything sort of that's very prescribed. Like, there's a there's a set for letting strengthening your liver, for opening your heart, for healing your heart, for healing your adrenals, for getting ready for fear and depression. They're all very prescriptive. So I did a kriya uh, with this with this uh, teacher who'd been doing it for like 30 years or whatever, and I felt like my heart burst open, and I feel like for the first time I actually felt that saying that everything is as it should be, everything's perfect, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, all that kind of stuff. You feel you feel a pang in your heart, right? No, I felt the pang was no, I felt an opening. It's almost like it all those things that you say, these platitudes that we might believe in with our minds, I felt it with my whole body. And I burst out crying, but it was happy tears. It was like because I was in a really bad space when I found Kundalini. And it was like, ah, this really is all happening for a reason. All of these dumb sayings to make you feel better when you're in a shit storm. I felt it. So in your heart, in my heart, it, it totally exploded. So I went up to the teacher after the class and I'd already been like a very um, committed sort of just yoga, typical yoga vinyasa type flow practitioner. Um, but I went up to this teacher who was a guest at the studio I went to and I said, what do I need to do to teach this type of yoga? Not the kind I've been doing for 10 years. 
And she goes, oh, you need to come with me to India. I'm leaving a thing next month. I was like, I've never really, I've never done it before. This is my first class. She's like, it doesn't matter. So I came, I went and I fell in love with it. And I felt like that was a huge sort of spiritual up level for me. And I felt like it helped me process the trauma that I'd just come out of much more quickly than I would have in other styles of yoga. So you came, you saw, and it kicked your ass. It totally kicked my ass. I mean, yeah. I, went, I was I was waking up at the whole, I was doing the whole waking up at 3.45 a.m. and doing this, the morning sadhana routine, which is like a two and a half hour set for 40 days, and then doing yoga all day. I went for it, and it took me somewhere, and I think it strengthened my nervous system like no other. It's all about mindset, really. Well, yeah, I mean... You know, all of these mystical arts can be used for good or bad. So you got to make sure your heart is pure sure. and that you're and that you really are grounded. I Absolutely. Mean, look at fucking Star Wars. Darth Vader's using the same energy that that Hans is using. It's just yep. for good or bad. He used it to um, he's for the Empire instead of uh, the good people. Yeah. So just and, and, and then at the end of Return of the Jedi, you see him. Sp- in his spirit form, smiling and waving to Luke, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I, I'm so super on that note, have, people I'm can about that. Yes. Yeah, I'm super, ha- super happy to have you on. And anybody, uh, if you want to reach out to Chandler, you have her plugs already. I'll add it in the show notes. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. It was a real pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And if you feel like editing more of the conversation, feel free to. (laughs) Oh, I will. Don't worry. (laughs) Night, night. Thank you. Night, night. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for once again listening to the Red Pill Cartel. This is Nigel DeGoat speaking, and we really hope you enjoyed the show tonight, or today, or whenever it is you are listening. Anyway, uh, I would like to uh, direct you to the link tree, and uh, it's a one-stop shop for everything Red Pill Cartel, uh, in the uh, Instagram, and in the show notes as well. And uh, feel free to follow uh, Ms. Chandler uh, and, you know, reach out and maybe speak a little bit about trauma and have conversation with her, you know. You, I think, you, th- she, you think she's down, right, Davey? Oh, yeah, she told me it's all good. I can leave her links in the show notes. So check it out, folks. And thanks for listening once again. Yes, thank you very much for listening. Uh... We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you keep coming back. Thank you.